Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. And I'm Pastor Vince Haney from Raymond Word of Faith Word Church. And again, we want to invite you to another exciting broadcast of Faith on Fire. This broadcast is designed to ignite one's faith on fire. And we're reminded of what Jesus said in Mark 11, 22, have, have faith, faith in, in God. God. And again, all this week, we've been talking about things pertaining to the kingdom. And just before we left off uh, yesterday, I was referencing a scripture in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. And it goes... Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has, that means past tense, he has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. And it goes to say also, just as he chose us in him before the foundations of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. So God's blessed us. Already. We, already. It's a done deal. So now you have to walk in an inheritance. Scripture always talks about an inheritance. Well, that's part of the inheritance. You've been blessed with all spiritual blessing. Basically, you've been redeemed, restored, and reconciled back to the first, back to where Adam messed everything up for humanity, for mankind. Jesus came to restore us back to that place. And now we're righteous. We're, we're, we have peace with God. We're in right standing with God. So now... Jesus and Jesus said this over in John he those who believe in me and the works that I do shall they do also in greater works and we were just talking about the other day about you know speaking to things and again I was talking about how I spoke to the weather system and it obeyed me just like it obeyed Jesus because it didn't rain and that's what we need to start focusing on and demonstrating and focusing on the kingdom and kingdom way of doing things and then we won't get caught up in all this other stuff you were just saying referencing the scripture where Jesus said, my sheep hear me and they know my voice and a voice of a stranger they won't follow. If we keep listening to Jesus and Jesus in his word, God and his word are one, like wet and water, can't separate them. We keep listening to the word, that's going to ignite your faith on fire. That's going to develop your faith and you're going to hear God. That's the one thing about the word of God. God can speak to you through that written word. He'll speak to you. You and read he it. Does. Yeah, he does. He speaks to you. That's why we need to read it. So a lot of times right. people think, well, I guess I need to read the Bible. Every pastor I ever heard said I need to read it. That's why we need to read it. God will speak to us through that word. Yeah, and that's I'm, his word. That's I, how we're going to hear it. I used to it. ask people, when the last time you heard from God? And they were like, well, I don't know. I said, well, I know when the last time I heard from him this morning as I was reading his word. Right. Yeah, you hear from God in his word. That's why Jesus said man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Father. God and his word are one. You can commune, have fellowship with God through his word. He's going to reveal 
Again, what he, like he said in Corinthians, the deep things of God are going to be revealed to you through your spirit from him. Well, you yeah. know, and then some of the stuff isn't going to be that deep, but it's going to be important. <laughs> right. Love your neighbor as yeah, yeah. yourself. Well, well, that could be deep to some of us because huh? <laughs> those of us have been hating our neighbors. But that's deep, but it, that's God's will. That's God's way. God, the scripture says in 1 John, God is love. That's who he is. And it's you. We talking about being an ambassador or a representative for God. Well, if he said he's love, well, you should be a representative of love. I, it reminds me of a story. I don't know if I ever told you this or we've told it on the air before about this pastor. He comes to a church and he's a new pastor and he preaches about love and about love your neighbor as yourself. And after he's done, everybody says, man, that was a great sermon, pastor. He really did a good job. Second week, he preaches the same sermon. And a few people came up and said, you know, that was really good. But, you know, he didn't hear as much about how good it was. Third week, he preaches again on love your neighbor as yourself. And some of the leaders come up to him and said, you know, Pastor, that was really good the first time, and last week wasn't that bad, but this time, you know, three times is a little bit too much to be doing the same one. And he said, when you get that down, then we'll go on to something else. Right. And it all goes back to that whole idea. We want to always be going on to something else. We know a lot more. The average Christian knows a lot more Bible than they live. Oh, yeah. And so... I hear them all the time saying, oh, I heard that before. Well, why you don't do it? <laughs> right. And I know the Bible says that, but. Right, right, right. But. Know, especially when you're talking to somebody that's been ill or whatever, and, and you talk to them about faith, and they're, oh, I know the Bible says that, but I, I don't know that it's But But this is my situation. This is my reality. <laughs> Well, faith oh, is the substance things hope for. Say that, but that, but this is my reality. Well, well, well faith is the substance or the reality of things hoped for. That's what faith is. It's the reality of what you're hoping for. It's the evidence of things not seen. You go into the Word of God and you get you some hope seed, and you apply your faith to the hope seed. Remember, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Jesus always accredited things to the one's faith. He says, "Your faith has made you whole, according to your faith being unto you." He was the hope. Yeah, Christ in us, the hope of glory. He's the hope. The word is the hope. You just apply your faith to the to the word, which is the hope. Right. And, and then so, there you go. There it is. And so when people say, oh, I know the Bible says that, but this is my reality. Guess what? That is now their reality. That Right. You can make it. You can have a kingdom reality if you apply some faith to the word by his stripes, you're healed. But their reality now is no. nothing can be done. And Christ it, has it, redeemed it, us from the like, curse. Anything. No. Nothing can be done. And so the reality now is nothing can be done. What's the Bible say that Jesus couldn't do many miracles among them because they're they unbelief. And that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to have another reality. It's called a kingdom reality, a kingdom mindset. He says, go into my word and get a new vision, get a new image of this, because this is where you are now. This is your position. The scripture says we're seated with Christ in heavenly places. I can say he made us sit together with him. It says in Ephesians 2.10, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. That's who you are. This is by his stripes you are healed. He was wounded for your transgression, bruised for your iniquity, the chastisement of our peace upon him, and by his stripes we're healed. That's got to be a revelation. You got to meditate on that thing long enough to God start speaking to you about it. That would be your new reality. And whatever is good, whatever is pure, whatever is, good, is whatever is noble, whatever is excellent or praiseworthy. That's back to the word. Take on those things. Back to said. the word. And guess what? That will change your reality. I talked to a yeah. person just the other day. Everything was negative. Their business was down. <laughs> Everybody that used to be their customers is now dying. 
I mean, all my customers dying off. <laughs> That's was. bad when all your customers <laughs> dying off. Me. Like there can't be no new ones. <laughs> ain't, ain't no new people after those customers. There ain't and no all more. The young people were moving out of town. Wow, it's all bad. And huh? it was all bad. And that can become our reality to to oh. us that we start to well, think. See, well, see, because that's what he's focused on. Bad. That everything is bad. The scripture says, "Run with endurance the race that was set before you, looking unto." Jesus. But I mean, if, if you often own a business your and faith. pretty soon you really start to believe that all your customers are dying and there's no new ones and things What type are of business was he in? <laughs> well, we ain't going to go into that. But I'm saying all his customers are dying. Jeez. And, but I mean, the reality for that person was that there wasn't any hope. There wasn't any way out. That that Faith is the substance of things hoped for. But that nothing could be done. And all so, things are possible to him who believes. And and that's exactly the truth. That's why he says, that's why the Bible was he says a believer? whatever is good. I don't know. We didn't know, we obviously. Were, it was just in a business context okay, we were okay. talking. And so whatever's good, whatever's pure, whatever's true, whatever's noble, think on those things. And then all of a sudden you get a whole different mindset about, see, you can look at the world today and think it's just going to hell in a handbasket, or you can look at the world today and say that God is doing some great things and going to continue to do it reminds me of a story. Two guys go to Africa. They're shoe salesmen. The one guy, you may have heard this story, a lot of people. The one guy, they're there, he's there for like three months, and he writes back to the home office. He says, you got to send me home. Nobody wears shoes. There's no reason to even be here. I'm coming home. The other guy writes to the home office and says, send more help. Nobody has shoes. They're all customers. They're all potential customers. And so... It's, it's how you Perceptive. see it. It's perception. How, and so the one guy, his perception became his reality, which was there's no customers here. The other guy's perception became his reality, which was there's everybody is a customer here. Right, right. And so how we perceive the world actually becomes our reality. People don't like to think of that, but whatever you really believe, how you perceive it becomes what you believe, becomes the truth to you all people are no good if that's your perception eventually that will become your reality and nobody's any good everybody's out to cheat you everybody's out to get you i've got one member of the family extended family member everybody's cheating him man everybody's out to cheat him he can't win for losing why everybody's just out to cheat him he, man he gets according a bill. that's his perception right he gets a bill. He's going over that thing with a fine tooth comb because somebody's out to get it. They're out to. They're charging for something they shouldn't have been charging for. And for him, that perception is now reality that everybody's out to get well, him. Well, here's the deal. This is what I found out. We don't see things as they are. We see things as we are. As we now, see them. Now, here's the scripture reference for that. As a man, Proverbs twenty three seven. As a man think it or believe it in his heart, so is he. It's what you believe. So now, again, you got to get back to the word of God, get that image, get that vision of who you are. And then that's as and you get are. the vision of who God is. Right. That all things are possible mm -hmm. through him, that there's nothing that's beyond hope or beyond help with God. We got to get a picture of God in the sense of what can he do? And, and who and is he in our life? And who is he in our life? I remember he told Gideon, he spoke to God, oh, Gideon, mighty man of valor. Gideon looking over there in the wine press like, you talking to me? <laughs> yeah, God's going to call some greatness out of you. You got to perceive God's, yourself like he perceives God's you. God's going to make you great. Right. Not he you. calls you great. So you have to see yourself 
again as God sees you. Well, then he had to believe that God was really going to do it. Because if he doesn't believe God's going to do it, he's not going to do well, anything. It goes all. This goes back to that believe. What What do you believe? Do you believe as a Christian? Do you believe the word of the God? Of God? Well, I'm going to take it back to the Book of Numbers. They could believe the evil report, or they could have believed the report of the Lord. And it end up like this. Whose report will you believe? Are you going to believe the news report or the report of the Lord, the kingdom report? Now, the ball's in your court. You can believe either or. He says, I set before you this day blessings and curfing, death and life. And then he told you, choose life that you and your children may live. So we can choose God's word. And a lot of those people... The scripture says over in Hebrews, referring to the children of Israel back in the book of Numbers, it says a lot of them didn't enter the promise because of unbelief. They didn't, a lot of them, I think from 21 on down or 20 on down or on up, they didn't enter the promised land because they had been programmed with doubt and unbelief. So they couldn't get into the promised land. Even Moses didn't go in. Joshua was to take the children of Israel. Caleb went because Caleb was like, man, we can do this. We can handle this. And again, there's a lot of revelation in the book of Numbers concerning what we believe. You can choose to believe God wants the best for you to get you in the promised land, or you can choose to believe God just got us out here to die in the wilderness. Or you can choose to believe that there's nothing can be done. Right. God and, just wants us to die in the wilderness. You can't do anything about this. There's mm -hmm. no hope for this. But they start even murmuring. They start saying, God then brought us out here for us to fall by the wayside. Well, I, well the one I love the most is, Weren't there enough graves in Egypt right. that had to come out here? Right, 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 right. So, see, they started seeing things like they started belittling God, despising Boy, the word. Boy, when we were back in Egypt, we had nothing. We had plenty to eat. We sat around full pots of meat, and we just had all kinds of stuff to eat. See, not believing that God wanted to, was taking them to a promised land. He told them, I'm sending you out to a land that flows with milk and honey. Until it got hot, until it got tough till it got you know and that's how we are as people but now here that's what a rubber meets the road concerning your faith it's in those tough times you got to press into the truth of the word of god you got to be more on fire for what god said because the circumstances whatever you focus on remember that's what's going to get bigger so in the midst of my trials and tribulations as i focus on the truth of god's word more and more and what he said meditating on that i'm going to head that direction if i focus on how I ain't going to make it and everything looks bad and that's the direction I'm going to head. And God says, continue to have faith in, in me. Moses had to be obedient to what God said. That when they got to the edge of the Red Sea, God told Moses, it looked like it was all, it was all hope was done. And God said, what's that in your hand? He said, it's a staff, a stick. He said, well, stick it in the water. Now, he had to be obedient to the word. Stick it in the water. And when he did that, we know what happened. An impossible situation turned into a possible situation because with God, all things are possible. They walk through the scripture says on dry land. Yeah, it wasn't mud. Yeah, yeah, it was dry land. Nobody's feet got all muddy by the time they got over there. Dry land. That's having faith in God. That's trusting God. And we know what happened when they got over there. They still forgot what just happened. And we, we do that. We forget well, what God did. I tell people all the time, we can't pick on the Israelites that much because we do the same thing. Yeah, right, right. But God, uh, God saw me through this 10,000 bills, but now this is the big one. Right. God saw me through 10,000 illnesses, but now this is the big one. God saw me through whatever it was before, but now this is a big one. And so we do the same thing that they did. We, yeah, I know that God saw me through before. I know that his grace has been sufficient before, but now this is really something. 
Because that's kind of how they were. Yeah, God had done all this and brought us out mm -hmm. here, but man, this is a big C. There's no way that he can do anything with this C. Man, after me seeing the C parted, I'd believe God for anything. Right. But From I mean, that point on. But we can't pick on them too bad because we do exactly Well, we the do same do that. Things. But again, those stories are for our spiritual enrichment right. and edification. We're not supposed they're, to do that. They're sort of remind us, oh, look what happened with these guys. And then look what God, he still brought them out. And he said he wasn't happy with them because they grumbled in the midst of the wilderness. So we shouldn't grumble in the midst of our trial and tribulation. We should give glory to God, praise him. Let's be like Abraham. It says Abraham against hope, but in hope, uh, he was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. In the midst of what seemed like an impossible situation for him, having a baby at his age. Yeah, God gave him a promise. Look at the stars. That's how many kids you're going to have. Well, I ain't got none now. And I'm 100 and Sarah about 100 and her womb is dead and uh, ain't no Viagra around for me but he had to still do what God told him to do he believed God and it was accounted for him righteousness he acted on he must have acted on what he believed too we did he must have did went. something he must have got some Chanel Sarah must have got some Chanel number five and uh yeah I mean in all the promises that God gives him he, he goes the, to me the biggest problem the biggest thing that Abraham does is he goes God tells him to go when he goes he, he tells him to go to this Dude. land. The wife told him his. to go, and he went. But I mean, the, right over to Hagar. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, the land. He was is, obedient, young The <laughs> land isn't going to be his. It's going to be his offspring. Right, right. But God tells him to go, and he goes. Just try to picture it today. The average person in America today is going to want to. The first thing that God tells where? We're going to want an address when we get there. I, I can't just go to wherever. I got to know where I'm going to live when I get there. Then I'm going to need to know what I'm going to do for a job when I get there. Then I'm going to need to know what I'm going to do for money when I get there. And then I need to know how am I going to speak the language when I get there. I mean, we'd have so many things that we would need to know before we ever left that most people in America today, even Christians, would never, ever go. Abraham, God tells him to go when he goes. He doesn't say, well, you know, I got to have an address when I get there. I got... I gotta, I gotta I know people what's to gonna, stay with once I, I get know, there. <laughs> right, I gotta know exactly what's gonna happen when I get there. Well, the no, gospel. God tells him to go when he goes, and the gospel's not logical. God will tell you to do no, something. No, we've had that, that discussion foolish. before. So many yeah. things God's gonna tell us to do. Don't it says make he sense. takes the foolish things to confound the wise. It says the wisdom, the foolishness of God is wiser than the wisdom of men. Over there in First Corinthians. So we back. It's back to trust in the Lord with all your heart. Proverbs I mean, three goes five. Back to the giving. Mm -hmm. Giving ten percent of your income is. Is it seems dumb. Mm -hmm. If you're having trouble with your bills now, take away ten percent. What you're gonna have more trouble, right? No, that's, that's what, what common sense says. That's what the world says. That's what intellect that's says. That's not what God says. God says, "Give and it shall be given to you." He said, "I'm gonna open I'll up open these. The storehouses. I'm open these storehouses and pour you out blessings. You won't have room enough to receive." And again, we have to just trust God. When He, if he said it, okay, God, this don't make sense because I'm already struggling with the hundred, and you saying. I can make it better off the 90? Right. Okay, that here I go. It doesn't make sense at all. It but it makes a lot of faith to God. So he said we walk by that, faith. Anybody with any kind of intellect says, well, that's well, dumb. That's why God says, I want you guys to trust in me. You know, we've been highly programmed, especially in this Western civilization, education. You know, one plus one equals two. We've been highly educated. But now when we get born again, I tell people every Sunday, it's time to get a spiritual education. You ain't going to get this from the university. Not this right here. Not the gospel. You ain't going to get that. And the gospel is not logical. A physician will laugh you out of town if you come in there talking about by his stripes I'm healed. That is not logical, but it's God's way and it works. 
That's where we at. It's got, it works. We wouldn't be here talking, doing a broadcast called Faith on Fire if we didn't believe it. We, I'm pretty sure both of us got something else we could be doing right now. We believe the gospel, and that's why we're here to help ignite your faith on fire. Well, see, we wouldn't be here at all in the first place if we didn't believe. Right. We'd be off doing something else. Yeah, we could be doing we a lot of other things. We'd be believers. Right. We'd, we'd be off doing something else. But we, we believe the gospel, and... We've been saved by God this gospel. Us that right. We able to speak. We're able to speak. We even be able and the to scripture says in Corinthians, they you believe, therefore you speak. Whatever you believe, you're gonna talk about it. And that's why we're doing this broadcast. We're talking about faith, because that's what pleases God. Hebrews eleven six says, Without faith it's impossible to please God. Those who come to him, those who are born again or saved, must believe that he is and he's a rewarder. Of those who diligently seek him. But I love that. Seek him. Seek ye first the kingdom. Do if it his way. Come to him, you must believe he is. Yeah. Believe yeah, I mean, he that's is. Just common sense. You're not going to come to him if you don't believe. Well, that he, he says, is. come in faith. Come believe it. Right. I mean, if you don't believe that he is, if you don't believe that he's real, you're never, ever going to. You got to believe he's Jehovah Jireh. You got to believe he's the one and only true God. You got to believe he is. I always put it like this. You got to believe he is what you need him to be. He's got to be your provider. He's got to be your healer. If you're coming to him for that, you got to believe that he's already got it. Well, he says, my name is I am. Right, right, right. He said, in me, the fullness dwells. You can also say there, I will be what I will be. Mm -hmm. I, you know, God's going to be whatever we need him to be. But, but look what he says in, in, in Colossians. He says, and you are complete in Christ Jesus, who's the head. Look at this. I'm going to read Colossians chapter 2. Verse 9, for in him, talking about Jesus, dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Verse 10, and you are complete. What does complete mean? Finished. There it is. You're, you're done, daughter. You got all you need. He said, yeah, there it is right there. You got all you need. He said, and you are complete in him, that's Jesus, who is the head of all principality and power. He said, you're complete. So once you come into him, I, I, he said, I got everything you need. Right. In him, yeah, you yeah. Got all you I got need. all you need. I don't need to go nowhere else. I don't need to go try no other religion. I don't need to go over here, put my trust in political leaders. In him, I'm complete. I got everything. And I that's a revelation. That yeah, one, and once you get a revelation or understanding that, you, you can walk in peace. Absolutely peace. Because he just told you the truth. Jesus says, I don't lie. The words I speak to you are spirit and they are life. I didn't tell He's so. His word is so truth, he called himself the truth. Well, he is the <laughs> yeah, truth. He is the truth. That's bold right there. Well, you say, I'm the truth right here. Right, yeah. I'm the truth. So he says we're complete in him who's the head. He didn't say I'm the tail of all principles. He said I'm the head of everything. Yeah. It's a scripture, believe Hebrews 1, it says God's given Jesus everything. He's made him the heir of everything. So, again, we're in Christ. When you get saved, you're now in Christ. And you have everything that Christ has. Scripture says in Romans, we're an heir with God and a joint heir with Christ See, Jesus. When we, if we can just get a picture of the fact that in him we have everything we need. I do it every time. And we are in him. And Romans chapter 5, verse 2 again, that through faith in Jesus Christ, we now have access to this grace in which we now stand. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We, are, we stand in grace. We stand in him. And in him, we have all the things that we need. And if we could just get a picture of that, for the average Christian, if they could just get a picture of the fact that they stand in God's grace and in him they have everything they will ever need, 
it will transform their life. They don't need to worry about going here, there, and everywhere looking for something. In him, they have all that they will ever need. You got to love that. You got to love. That's why I love the word of God, man. A lot of people don't want to spend time studying the word. That's the best thing you can do is find out who God is through his word and who you are. And he'll just he'll just fill you up with the knowledge of his will. He'll give you some wisdom and revelation. And again, that's when you're, uh, what's the word I want to use? You're a threat to the kingdom of darkness. Once you're filled with the knowledge of the Lord's will, you're a threat to the kingdom. Ain't no devil in hell. He's going to try to come at you, but he know that scripture talks about us being grounded and rooted in the faith. That's like that. And the scripture also in Psalms, I believe, because it's oaks of righteousness. And one thing I found out about an oak tree, their roots don't go out. They go down. You can run into an oak tree at 60 miles an hour in your car. The oak tree still going to be there if it's been grounded and rooted for a while. You know, a baby one to go right down. But all things being equal, an oak tree that's been grounded and rooted. So he said, that's how I want you to be grounded and rooted in the faith. Immovable, it says over in, I believe, Corinthians or Colossians. Immovable. God don't want you to be moved. When the storms of life come, Jesus talked about it in Matthew. He said, he who hears these sayings of mine and does them, I'll liken them to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And when the storms and all of these things of life came, it wasn't moved. But who will not do it, I liken him to a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And when the trials and tribulations of life came, swept away. So our best bet is to get in the word of God. Listen to us. You, if you can't read, there's Bibles on CDs, Bibles on tapes. Bibles on everything. The gospel, especially in America, is made available. You don't have no excuse not to hear. You can watch TBN, the Word Network, Christian television. You, faith comes by hearing. You can hear. You can get it in you. Instead of getting all that other garbage in you, you got to be the, the gatekeeper of your ear gates. You, you got to filter what you let come in. You can't just let all kind of garbage come into your system. That's what the enemy used, television. He wants to tell you a vision, get all that stuff in you, and you start speaking that and believing that stuff. But God says, repent and believe the gospel. And once again, we have a choice. Who am I going to believe? What am I going <laughs> to believe? Am I going to believe what God says, or am I going to believe what the world says? Am I going to believe what the devil says? Am I going to believe what my own sinful nature tells me? Because our own sinful nature will lead us astray. A lot of times people want to blame it on the devil, the old Flip Wilson. The devil made me do it. You know what? Your own sinful nature would take you up places you don't want to go and doesn't need the devil's help to do it. Mm -hmm. And so who am I going to believe? Abraham believed God. It was credited to him as righteousness. Because he believed God, he went. He left the land that he was in. He left his family. He left people. And he went. And as God calls us, we need to be willing to go and do the things that he calls us to do. Amen. That's in Jesus' name. And uh, that's going to do it for this segment. And uh, right now we're out of time, but we're definitely not out of word. And we want to just encourage and challenge you as you go through this week. Keep walking by faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 
95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.